<coughs> Testing, checking. Yes! Let's go! Yes, yes, yes. This is Chef Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, amigos y familia, welcome to another episode of The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes. I'm your host. I am not the host with the most. I'm the host with a lot, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's another episode today. I got a friend on the show. His name's Nate Parrish. He is a solo musician. Um, he's not a solo musician, I should say. He he has a couple of records that he does by under his own name, which we will find out in the episode, in this conversation. And he's also in a couple other bands that you'll hear about in the episode, like Cutlass, and he used to be Shoplin Phoenix. So just a California boy through and through uh, from north of San Diego County, way north, not too far north. Anyways, uh, he's here on the show today, and we're just going to talk about everything, baby. We're going to talk about some food and some music and being... Uh, food and music being life yes on this uh, podcast we're gonna do some food pairings particularly lots of coffee talk in this one coffee talk yeah lots of caffeine we were both very caffeinated for this episode it was in the morning so we were both drinking our drink and uh both drinks happen to be of the coffee nature so we, we're gonna talk about that so if you like coffee and you like me and you like music you're in for a real treat <laughs> Anyways, and also the song playing behind me talking right now is one of Nate's songs playing behind me right now. Purpose and Pain. It's from his solo record. I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes. You know how we do it. The bio on Instagram.com forward slash the family cast has all everything you need to find me anywhere you need. So if you go on Instagram, you can find that. And the show is available everywhere on all the platforms, wherever you're listening. Please write a review, subscribe, share it with a friend. That helps the most. I'm getting a lot of new followers based on whoever, you know, is on the show probably, or if you're talking, if you want to tell people that this is a chef driven show, that's fine too. Cause I'm an executive chef and, um, we have a lot of fun. I do, I do do music a lot in the kitchen. We do do pairings and we do do a lot of special events. So check that out. Harvest kitchen. What's up? I'm in San Diego, California. My heart goes out to anyone who is going through anything crazy right now with uh, the loss of loved ones, people being sick. And so I, I just wanted to remind you, I usually say it at the end, but I'm going to say it now. Be kind to one another. Be kind to your loved ones. Reach out to people. You don't know. We just finished uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, but why don't we do that all the time? Let's do mental health awareness at all times because I need it. Uh, you need it. We all need some mental health awareness uh, for a lot of stuff in our lives. So be there for one another, please. Okay. We're going through a lot. We're all going through a lot in this world together. It doesn't have to be apart. It can be together. Okay, so I'm going to get into the show. I'll talk to you uh, after my conversation with Mr. Nate Parrish. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So thanks a lot for listening. This is the Family Cast. I'm Chef Josh. Let's dig in. 
Just because you're a parish doesn't mean you can hang around with my girlfriend. I didn't know you were you're recording this. I thought we were just talking. It's just some chit chat. I record it just in case you say anything that I think I uh, is legally binding. Say anything you want to put on Twitter. Um, yeah, stuff that I can really hold you accountable for. Love it. Hold Thank you, you to it. Yeah. So that buttery voice you hear on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just me this time. It's Mr. Nate Parrish. Um, Hello. Oh, wow. I, uh, okay. I, I have to go for a second here. Um, <laughs> I'm back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family. Cast food and music is life. Yes. Yes, indeed. In fact, my guest is currently sipping on something through a purple straw. I'm assuming it's a morning coffee, black yeah, Americano. Right. Looks like uh, it is a nitro. Nitro, not the record label, the uh, the gas <laughs> nitrogen that pushes your cold brew coffee and, and makes it smoother into your cup. Is that coffee bean and tea leaf? This is okay. So okay, I went corporate this morning. This is Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. Only because the local coffee shop I go to literally every day uh, <laughs> is out of cold brew, and I threw a giant fit in the. I threw stuff and. Knock over counter. Yes, you guys. I'm going to Starbucks or you're Dutch going, Bros. You're going viral for being the person that throws the fit about. That. Yeah, you'll see me on Twitter. Yeah, it's. I had a whole Karen meltdown. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dutch Bros. Bringing you. Wait. So, Dutch. Where are you? Where are you today? Bakersfield, bro. Bakersfield, bro. Bakersfield He's a bro. Bakersfield, bro. Um, shout out to Dutch Bros. Bakersfield local hyper local coffee shop. <laughs> is Where is your shout yeah. out your what's your favorite local shop though? What were you, where were you uh going? Cafe Smitten is what it's called. And uh it was like when I moved to Bakersfield a couple of years ago, it was like the first uh third wave kind of coffee place that popped up. Okay, cool. And I wasn't a, hu- a super huge coffee drinker at that time, but uh my friend introduced me to Nitro. I was like, what are you why are you drinking a beer? <laughs> it's 9 a.m. And uh He's like, sip on this, dude. He's like, why not? <laughs> and then I was changed. I, that's when I the scales came off and I was, I was changed. Okay, yeah. So addicted to nitro cold brew. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We, so is that your that's your drug of choice then? Is coffee? Yeah. Yeah, that's that that is my uh, my drug. Are you an all day kind of person or just morning? Uh I'll do all day, man. I'll do all day. I'll get one. <laughs> so this this one's ginormous. Uh that's a few, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's roughly a gallon, but I'll sip on that pretty much all day. Um, I like to do the uh, like the the one thirty second coffee run. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. You get a case of the after lunches. You know when you eat lunch mm-hmm. and, and the commercials growing up, like food, it gives you energy. It's not true. After you eat, you you fall asleep. <laughs> it gives it gives you energy in a sense, but your body uh, gets tired uh, metabolizing <laughs> all the food. And right, tired right. because it's a workout. You're, you're I immediately go into a coma, and so oh I coffee, and so it's a vicious cycle. That yeah, I and so yeah, it's a it's a vicious cycle. Um, but yeah, that's that's coffee for you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Nate Parrish is a musician doing solo stuff now, but also currently in bands, in many multiple bands, um, and lots of and an action figure collector. Oh yes, uh, that is that is true. It looks like you have one of the largest toy collections uh, out of the package in all of the Central Valley. I have the Central Valley's largest toy collection. Come by; you can come by my house and check it out. Nate's Toy Farm, ladies and gentlemen. Admission. Um, it's it's. There's a bunch more that you can't see, but it's mostly um, uh, Motu He-Man figures. Mm-hmm. Love it. And uh, like new stuff or old stuff? Both. Okay. So you, the new stuff is behind me. The old stuff is on. I have a uh, Castle Grayskull set up. Oh man, 
Oh, yes, he sure does. Yes, yes. sir. Okay. So I, I love, love I love old new. Uh, the new is cool because uh, it's a little more articulated and things it's like that. It's all anime kind of um, inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the He-Man Netflix has definitely got the new one. I don't know if you've seen that. Are you? I have. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I totally watched yeah. it. It's cool. I, I actually really like how they, the character designs I thought were really cool. Um, it was uh, it was very interesting for me to watch it because I don't know. I just had to watch it because Kevin Smith told me to. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I'll actually no. Mark Hamill was the first one um that told me to watch it. Um, Mark Hamill of Star Wars fame also does. For those of you that don't know, Mark Hamill who plays Luke Skywalker in this movie called Star Wars uh, does yeah, a lot of character voice act. He's a voice actor for cartoons and he, and he re- does really good villain voices. So look him up. <laughs> he I'm really gonna, does. I'm not going to go through how that happens. Yeah. yeah. He's like the villain guy, which is funny because he's Luke Skywalker, right. um, but he wants to move past that, I guess. But anyhow, um, that's cool. What's your favorite, what's your favorite uh, piece of your collection? Oh, oh man. It's a real Sophie's Chocho there. I know. Um, I, Okay, I don't know, dude. It's hard. I really like. Okay, I, you, I don't know. You can see it, but I have a. Um, I can see him. Super really? Seven uh, Toxic Crusader mm-hmm. figure, uh, and so I was one of those really weird kids growing up. Growing up, my parents had no filter. They're just like with what you can watch horror movies. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. So I grew up watching the Toxic Avenger as a mm-hmm. super. It was like one of my favorite superheroes. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most, it offends every person on earth in one, in, in one way or another. Oh, bro. It's, it's so bad. But yeah. when I was growing up, you know, there wasn't, you didn't actually have superhero movies. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, cool. Superhero. And I loved him. So, um, having that stuff now, like they're making not just based off the cartoon, but based off the movie action figures, it just blows my mind. Cause it's such a terrible movie. <laughs> kind but, of is, uh, huh? I got a soft spot for it. Super yeah. seven can do no wrong though. They're, you know, oh, they, they only make cool stuff, right? I just got the, um, <laughs> prime. That's funny. It's, uh, it's like so blocky and like awesome. Oh yeah. It's, it's based off the cartoon. So he's like, Woodblock. I love the, yeah. um, I actually really prefer the designs that are based off the cartoon. Cause I really like the really basic mm-hmm. primary color. You can see it on all my design. It's really like basic and like, yeah, I just like that. It's real. It's, uh, I guess it's, minimalistic <laughs> that's cool i mean that i guess that kind of translates over to you drink black nitro coffee you have you are a solo musician you know it's like wow. it's a lot of stuff is a lot of stuff correlates in your life you know it's not the music i never not, really thought about that come I, on man come well, on you just, you just psychologized me i have a lot of <laughs> it's a science I a baby i have a lot of hurts and oh let's delve um so yeah is your your, are your no filter parents also musical or toy collecting or anything like that (laughs) no my uh no no my mom um she likes to sing she uh she doesn't pay attention to the key very often (laughs) and she makes up her own words that was like her big thing i would hear her sing a song by like madonna and Uh she would make up her own words like that i don't think that's what she's saying (laughs) Uh, and my dad, you know, I never, I heard him sing once this one time, um, he butt dialed me, uh, on my cell phone and he was listening to social distortion prison bound, which is like his favorite song. He was singing it on us on the voicemail. And I was like, it's actually really, it's like good. Like he was singing. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, good. Nice. And so, um, I don't know where the music stuff came from, but I'm, I think it's my dad's side. 
somewhere he, very he sounded good yeah he sounded good and my uncle played the sitar <laughs> i found out years later really there's a picture of him in the newspaper playing rocking a sitar like what oh yeah i picked it up and i used to be really is good he, is are you guys like all from bakersfield or is no he from no India, i grew up or? in stockton oh St- okay yeah yeah some more nor norcal mm-hmm. uh, the home of lifted trucks and totally so Stocktown. um we've had great we've had some good shows uh, in that area um back yeah did you guys did you guys ever so back in the day this is kind of a funny it's not funny but uh (laughs) (laughs) so i was in this band for like two seconds and it had members of a band called uh shop 11 phoenix you're familiar with that band you remember them totally i love them yeah yeah okay so i was in a band with anthony Mm -hmm. mendoza Uh, and he wanted, yeah, exactly. So they wanted to do like another side brand that was more. I remember um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was me and like my oh. friend Joe. <laughs> and uh, I had been playing guitar for like, dude, honestly, like four months. Didn't know what Perfect. chords all. I was writing songs. <laughs> I was writing songs, and, and they're like, yeah, we, we. My first show was opening up for the Huntingtons, mm-hmm. and which was still to this day, love them. Love highlight of your career <laughs> oh bro it was, that was it I, I peaked like right off the bat and then it's just been downhill but, um i was like holy crap we made it we did it and then after that he's like so we're we're looking to go on a short tour with dogwood uh you know after that uh-huh. with top 11 and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna be famous and then um, <laughs> that's all it takes and then my singer's <laughs> like uh nah, never mind i'm gonna go to college like a loser so <laughs> band was done after one show and oh the band was no more oh no right. no it was i tried to like do other iterations but mm-hmm. uh at that time i wasn't i didn't consider myself a vocalist or anything so um you know it's hard to find what you know vocalist. what what what's the definition of a vocalist uh, someone who speaks or someone who vocalizes well, yeah and i don't I didn't, <laughs> to be fair my my our vocalist wasn't a vocalist but um <laughs> but it was fun dude it was fun yeah. so yes that was like my early Thing with, with with uh tooth and nail and dogwood and all that stuff and that was when i was like 18 or something like that. an early connection and then yeah. it came full circle and now here we are now look at you <laughs> and i got the band back together are you ready to tour with us we're gonna do a short run that band yeah <laughs> through california but we'll make sure every show's after dinner time you know because obviously we're old so exactly dinner, put the kids to bed and then we'll then we'll do that <laughs> dinner at five um maybe <laughs> some more coffee dinner at five sharp <laughs> another coffee yeah i mean i think i think uh yeah we played last time mxpx and five Aaron came through here and played with us we um my buddies gave us a bunch of coffee tokens they're like come by get some coffee so everyone got coffee like before the show started which is like <laughs> unheard of back in the day it was like coffee was only to wake you up in the morning and they were like i need a coffee and i'm like bro it's seven you know no. plus you're gonna have to go to the bathroom um, it's, it's an all-day thing it, did you <laughs> when you guys played in stockton do you remember the venues that you played at i mean obviously it was um i don't i don't i think there might have been a coffee shop one of them yeah. maybe is that Blackwater. stockton or Fres- I, sometimes to be honest uh, sorry california but i get fresno and stockton kind of mixed Whoa, mixed up or right. i don't know they're separate i know they're separate but uh there was madera yeah stockton and of Modesto. course we did, we were just, yeah, Modesto, we were in the, we did Bakersfield a ton in the yeah. whole area, Visalia and Bakersfield and of course, but, um, so there was kind of, the promoter was kind of like putting us in the, all the different spaces. I think that's why we might've confused it a little bit. Um, but no, I don't totally remember names or anything like that. 
Yeah. We had some good, we had a lot of good during that time, a lot of good venue. Oh, venues. I say we had like a uh, Blackwater coffee. There's another, another coffee shop where we, we played in the basements. Uh, nice. There was a uh, Seifert center and American Legion hall. So like mm-hmm. all those kind of like gyms, you know, like a yeah, any place that was like a VFW or like a, a hall with like a, yeah. a space, a rec center kind of, we did a lot of those like to hatch a pee and like ran as fast where anywhere that would host a, a spot really. Cause yeah. once you get into like the outside of the bigger cities, there's not like, uh, there's not gonna be like a concert hall or a venue or something. So no. like if we went to slick shoes area, Palmdale, Antelope Valley, there's nothing's but, but spaces there's like spaces to do stuff, but not right. you know, whatever. So plus we were all young, so we couldn't get into like a, a, dive, a dive bar show. We were just, no. <laughs> and plus at that time it was like, well, if you play a big venue, aren't you a sellout at that point? So <laughs> everyone is calling everyone a sellout. Yeah. <laughs> you have to play crappy venues with no PA. Like that's like, you, know. you don't say the right words in your music. You're a sellout. <laughs> or you're, you say that you say too many of those words in your band. You're a sellout, you know. Oh man, um, I love it. I love that. Yeah, it can't get away. So, so what was the band after that? Or how did you get to where what you're doing now? You know, solo stuffs and cutlass and um, maybe some other stuff. Yeah. So I started, you know, right off the bat. I got a, I started late in life, so I got a guitar when I was 18, like on my birthday. Uh, I think what I was quote, late in life. <laughs> yeah, late in life. I think I was scared to like not be good at it, you know, because I in, inside in my mind, I was like, I love music so much. If I'm terrible at this, I'll die. Right. So I'll blow it. Yeah. So um, I just, I mean, I played I, before I went to school, when I got home from school all day, literally till your fingers bled, like that whole thing, like it was real. Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh, so, you know, getting in that band and then having a breakup for me was such a blow, man. It was like, Oh, devastating to me. So, um, are you talking about the band or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now Brian Adams, he's still, he's still. <laughs> <laughs> but after that broke up, after having such a high for me, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was like, well, what do I do with the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah, I'm 18, no I already peaked. It's done. So, mm-hmm. um, I just started doing solo stuff. Cause at that time, right. like, it, it's hard to get a band together. And so I just started writing my own stuff about like a task cam. Totally. order thing was it four track yeah 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 i got a guitar center nice uh, and started doing that um somewhere there's recordings of that which i want to hear but also don't want to hear because um, i was <laughs> i do and i don't i do and i don't yeah uh and then you know i i got into uh you know i grew up in a, in a christian home i didn't really do the church thing but i got into uh like youth group and young adult stuff mm-hmm. uh, because they're you know, oh you're cool yeah you know you have a tattoo one tattoo um play guitar like you should play in the worship band i was like yeah but that music sucks though Uh, (laughs) i was like i don't like that though it sucks um so they're like well just you know write your own stuff oh okay so um that eventually led me to you know and um when i moved to modesto i did like an internship like a worship thing and uh our band our youth band started writing our own songs and uh, they really connected with our with our uh crew um we you know that was during like the early 2000s where a hardcore scene was really exploding mm-hmm. and we had a bunch of kids with just like the bangs you know right. in when their I... face and um oh scream black stuff hoodies, black yeah. hoodies on not yeah. constantly so you know especially for them they're like well, they really don't relate to traditional church worship music yeah so we would write stuff that we would want to listen to and that they would could connect with and 
all of a sudden I found myself in a, in a worship band and we got signed and we're touring. And I'm like, how did this even happen? Cause my whole life was like, I want to be in a punk rock band and I want to be on tooth and nail records. <laughs> that's it. <clears throat> and Wait, your church, the, the church band was touring. Yeah. Yeah. We, we made an album. Um, and it had to be fair. It did have screaming on it. I was a screamer. So I was trying, <laughs> I, I was desperately trying to put that hardcore stuff in there. I was like, yeah, come on. And, uh, we got signed to integrity records, which is like, a a Christian, uh, they do a lot of worship stuff, but they had like, that. Song, yeah. they had that. song United. And, mm-hmm. um, so they signed us and then we started, started touring, which, you know, touring as a worship band is a lot different. Um, totally. like churches and youth groups and conferences and things like that. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I, summer I, camp. I, yeah. Summer camps. I just went with it though. I was like, this is rad. You know, it's still me playing music and with my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, really wanted to do this other stuff. And anyways, I did that for a while. And then, um, you know, fast forward to, we had done a tour with Cutlass and I had never listened to them really before growing up. Cause it just wasn't my, wasn't my scene. Hmm. But, um, what scene was it? Uh, what, what scene? Was, what scene was their scene or, or whatever? Uh, it was like, to me, they were like grown up music. Okay. Like <laughs> they're real, you know, like it was always for me. And like, the bands that I liked, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know, like MXPX, obviously they're, they're very popular, but you know, it was, it was like a different thing. It's like, no, these yeah. guys, you'll hear them on the radio, you'll whatever. So, um, but I, I clicked with, uh, the band guys, specifically James, he had like a between the buried and me shirt on. And I was like, you like that? You like that band? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. And so we just bonded. He loves like super heavy music and, um, so we bonded. And then years later, she literally called me out of the blue. It was like, Hey, uh, do you want to play guitar and Cutlass? It's like, yeah, dude. It was like the most nonchalant Done. thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. He's like, okay, I'll send you like the 20 songs you got to learn and whatever. And nice. then I was like, wait, can I actually do this? <laughs> well, I'm going to try. So how long ago was that? 2015. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's, you've been in there for a long time then. Yeah, been in there for a while, and it's been super fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the guys; they're they're super rad. Cutlass still going strong. Yeah, they're. they're a, I mean, most like like most of the world, they took a break. Yeah, uh, but we played a couple. We've we've played a couple shows, but uh, they're working on some new stuff. Um, kind of, it's really heavy stuff. Um, I think people will like it, but yeah. So we're getting ready to, to ramp up again. Cool, more that kind of stuff. But it's just fun. I just, I mean, I love playing music, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you've written, you, you've been able to also write with them too? No, not really. Um, we've, we've taken stabs at it. Uh, I've, I've kind of put myself out there, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm very, uh, you know, like with the guitar thing, I'm sort of like, uh, I don't know if I should you know, put myself mm-hmm. out there, but, um, no, just, just haven't really written with them. Wanted to, but just hadn't worked out, you know, yeah. they, have, they pretty much have a, a, a dynamic, you know, going with the singer and, and sure. the guitar player and stuff. And so, uh, and we live all over the country. Like yeah. I'm in California, they're in Portland and Idaho. And yeah. So, uh, That's how it is now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not really, I'm open to it, but we just haven't. And it's, it's allowed me to just kind of do my own thing too, which is nice. Which you literally are doing. And I know you have a solo, at least one solo album, right? At least one. Yeah, I have, um, yeah, two. So I just put out one in, um, early April. And early have, April. Uh, at least one in, in 2020. Indie Vision Music. Right? No, actually. So this, no, uh, I'm so it, confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
so I recorded my first album um, just like on this laptop here that, that uh -huh. I'm appearing in my fancy. room. Fancy. Here. Yeah. Very fancy. And uh, I sent it to Brandon from Indivision uh, because I was trying to just like get feedback, you know, on, mm -hmm. and he didn't respond for a while. And I was like, oh, he hates it. And so <laughs> then I hit him up randomly on Instagram and then he responded. He's like, oh, okay, sure, send it. And he told me, he's like, you know, when I saw, when I saw it come through, I was like, the guy from Cullis is doing a punk rock album. This is going to suck or whatever. And then <laughs> he really loved it. Um, yeah. He liked so it. I, I, I ended up releasing a single through Indivision um, okay. later that year. And that was the last thing they did. I actually destroyed the, the label. So uh, I'm responsible for them. You imploded the, <laughs> yep. Okay. There's too many downloads, dude. I crashed yeah, the system. You have a lot of, uh, <laughs> you have a lot of, um, peaks and plateaus in, in this cool like journey of yours uh yeah. <laughs> you so ruined I, the nitro coffee at your favorite spot yep. i destroyed <laughs> it the label uh josh you're next so um uh, well everyone it's been nice knowing you thank you for listening. <laughs> no but you are so i mean not to touch too much on brandon and them but like so the label's done but they're still doing a web a website a music oh, yeah, yeah 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 okay, but, still but no doing all that. i mean no it, uh, releases yeah just just as far as and it was just a single like yeah. I had already recorded it. It was already done. Oh, I see. And he's like, I want to put it out on my label. I was like, do it. Here you go. Uh, so oh, it, it, okay. it was just like that. It wasn't like a, I already had it done, you know, ready to go. And that's, so. and are you, and are you touring with that um, record? Are you going to, are you playing out live? Yeah, I'm playing out live. Um, mostly local stuff right now. I'm actually was talking to Mike, right. About doing some shows mm -hmm. together oh, cool. um, since we're close and all that stuff. And I really dig what you guys are doing. So. Um, thank you yeah thank he's, you. A, he's an excellent musician songwriter yeah. and all that and 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 cool dude um you guys should do that you should come to san diego and play i like san diego i had a, a relative there they moved to texas like everyone else but um it's so weird how everyone's going from san diego either to idaho or texas yeah like right now like in the last you know three or four years or whatever but mm -hmm. it's it's just those two states where, you know <laughs> They're like, or bring it on. Or Nashville. And and was like, and then Nashville people are like, do not move here. It <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, that was Portland for a while. They're like, hey, can you guys yeah. stop moving here? And now people are like, yeah, we're not going. We're good. It was everyone from Southern California, too. It's funny. You're like, yep. We're, we're moving. Where are you going? It was one of four places. Mm -hmm. But okay, whatever. That's cool. More for me. Yeah. Um, but how are you liking Bakersfield? I love Bakersfield, actually. Baco. Uh, I love Baco. We moved here from, we were living in Napa. Um, and uh interesting yeah uh, so we moved here from napa um did you go to napa because somebody was in the wine industry no uh we i have a friend my best friend was uh, took a position at a church there and my wife was already teaching at a school that was closer to napa than it was to roseville where we were living oh okay so i was like well what if we move down there and help you out and she should be closer to work anyways so we did that um Okay. Yeah, it's it's man, it's Napa is an interesting place. I really like it, um, but it's either like you're super rich or you are homeless. So yeah, uh, yeah. we were more on the homeless range, but uh, <laughs> but it was cool, dude. I, I like the I mean the weather's rad, mm -hmm. but um, moving to Bakersfield, you know, uh, it gets a bad rap. It's so hot. It's like, well, dude, like it's yeah, it's hot a lot of places. Like in Stockton, it's hot in the summer. <laughs> like, um. But the people are really nice, really sweet people here. Yeah, Bakersfield is uh, Bakersfield's an interesting, of course, one of the interesting cities in California. Um, 
interesting <laughs> enough for country artists to write songs about it. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then how how would you describe your music now? You said it's a punk rock album, but you're, it's also a solo album. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, when I started writing songs, you know, I, I got like a home recording setup because I, I knew I was like, I'm, I'm a, a guy who works best in isolation. So mm -hmm. um, I, I have a very focused like idea of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and so doing it that way. Um, but I was like, well, I'll just go by my name because then it rises and falls on me. <laughs> right. And then, yep. uh, and the whole point of it was like, I want to do something that's purely for better, or for worse, like my project. So, um, it will be obvious. And, um, so sometimes I'm like, ah, I should have done a band name, but then I, it's like, well, I don't really have a band. I mean, when I play out, I do, but it's, it's really, <laughs> and then we'll, yeah. let's say down the line, I want to, you know, uh, do more of an acoustic thing or I want to try something else. It's, the name won't change, you know. Yeah, still, so cool. I went about it that way, um, uh, and it's worked out okay, fine, I, I guess. I'm, <laughs> it's I, fine, I, yeah, whatever. My who, name, who, my name. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't exactly. Change, so. Who, who, are, who are some of your musical inspirations for this for this album? Um, I'm a big face to face fan. Uh, mm -hmm. I love, I love nice. them a lot. Uh, they were um, kind of one of the the first melodic bands that I had heard. Um, mm -hmm. Listening to a lot of when I say melodic, I mean, they were like one of the bands that introduced me to what an octave chord was. Right. So once I learned that, I was like, wait, you could do anything. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it's sort of like a built-in melody line, you know? And exactly. I love that. So I uh, love them. Uh, of course, MXPX was an influence growing up. Mm -hmm. um, Ramon, Sex Pistols. I love the Sex Pistols, man. I think they just, even though they're legendary, I think that album, I, I could just listen to that album nonstop. I love it. I love Johnny Rotten's vocal. Yeah. Uh, his just pure aggression is just my favorite. So that's all kind of music that's like kind of straight to the point chords, like no, no, like, you know, ripping solos and like, just like good chords, no. but like catchy melody, catchy uh, choruses and stuff like mm -hmm. that. All, all the bands that you mentioned have like memorable stuff. Yeah. And why is that? Oh, because, you know, Trevor has a pattern that he uses, you know? Yeah. Or, uh, I think, you know, I, I mean, good. I like, I, I got into, you know, I got into bands like the chariot and Norma Jean and, and some more, um, some so, more of that kind of stuff. Uh, the other other end of complication <laughs> of uh, music, you know. <laughs> so I like that stuff as far as you know listening, but um, I think uh, I wanted to, I want to be a songwriter. Mm -hmm. So um, you know that that requires melody and content, and so I really focus a lot on melody and content, and not so much on check out this cool like time signature change I could do, yeah, something like that. With nothing against that, it's just not my just not my thing and so i have like a, a message and like i want it to be carried by a melody and so um it just lends itself to those like that remote like the remote stuff i mean it's it was the same chords every song I'm like yeah and i did it for a hundred years and every song is catchy and you know mm -hmm. even face to face you know like just mm -hmm. really good and a lot of a lot of actually similarities uh if you think about if you really break down those two bands but yeah but that's I mean that that also shows you don't need much more than that, you know. No, music. no, you and know. if you do, it's just like ice, it's either icing on the cake or sometimes it's too much icing on, you know. So right. it's like, what's right. the core of the what's the core of the music, you know? Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, um, it was Trevor. I, I did this like songwriting thing with Trevor over the last few months ago when I was working on this album. And what do you mean? Well, so he did this thing where um, it's like a songwriting uh, workshop. And oh. So we, 
Nice. You basically can send him a song and then he'll critique it. And you know, there's you and like four other people. Oh, wow. We'll critique it in mm-hmm. real time. And so when I was <clears throat> working on the album, I had a, a couple songs. I was like, you know what? This one's like really quote unquote poppy. So I'd be curious to see like how someone could bring more of that element out. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, worked on a song with, with him. Um, and he made some, uh, some uh, recommendations. I took like 90% of them. They were good, but nice. he was saying, Did he uh, say, you know what it needs? It needs a little one, two. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did. He's like, he kept trying to put that in. I was like, I don't think it needs it. Trevor. He's like, oh, come on, whoa, do it. Whoa, guy. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, is this your workshop? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, he said, you know, if you, if you can't play your song with one, with an instrument and have it be memorable, then it's probably not a good song. Maybe just be, if you're relying on effects and you're relying on things like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, if you could pick up a guitar and sing your song, right. Mm. Uh, and have it still be a good song. Like that's a good test before you start adding all the stuff. Yeah. And so as far as purely writing a, a song, you know, um, so I was like, that's, that's, it's like a no duh, but it's cool to hear someone else say that, you know? Yeah. What you, we thought of it sort of internalized. And so, um, and then he was like, you know, just write about <clears throat> stuff that matters to you. Don't really think about anyone else because if it doesn't matter to you. It won't matter to them anyways. Like, yeah, if you okay. could pick one of your songs, whether it's this new album or the other one or whatever, anything you've written, could yeah. you, you know, if you could explain yourself with one and, or <clears throat> can you think of like a, a, a food or beverage to pair it with besides black natural coffee? Um, oh. <laughs> you know, that's the uh-huh. fun part, right? Like if you could, yeah. Um, whether, you know, at a food experience you've had or whatever, or just kind of, uh, cause you know, your music better than anybody else. So, yeah. And then it's either a food you like, or if you're trying to explain it to somebody like whatever it's, that's kind of how we want to pair the stuff together. Like, the impetus of yeah. the show is to see if we can do that. And for one thing, but also how would you, you know, if you want to really show somebody, check out this record or, you know, mm. yeah. What do you Ooh, think? That's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> there's a song on the new album called God knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one uh, is a good nutshell, a little bit of kind of even stylistically and um, thematically what, what I, I, I don't know what Nate Parrish music is. Um, it's got, it's, there's aggression in there, but there's, there's always a balance, you know, there's the give and take and the mm-hmm. plus and minus of, of life there. It talks, that song specifically talks about being in a spiritually abusive environment Ooh. and then just sort of, um, being like, yeah, I'm done trying to like play ball, you know, like here's yeah. what it is. I, the little course is literally knows is God knows I tried to keep this all inside and, uh, but yeah, I'm done with that. And so, but at the same time, the bridge has like this sort of redemption, redemptive, um, you know, um, it's not this institution is flawed like every institution institution. But the point is, uh, is that, you know, the, um, the, the, the God it represents is, is that true or not? And that's really the crux of it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, yeah, I mean, you boil it down. Like that's the thing that matters. The rest is, you know, it's going to be flawed and it's going to screw up, but yeah. that's not, that's not the point, I guess. And so, uh, and then just that honestly just goes with straight up black coffee because it's, it's, yeah. it's straightforward. There's, it's, it's not watered down as, and it's, um, it is what it is, you know, that's perfect. Yeah. You know? 
Do you ever drink anything besides the black coffee? Uh, I mean, water, I guess sometimes. <laughs> I mean, in the coffee world, <laughs> uh, I like a, uh, cortado, uh, is, is, is nice sometimes. Yeah, um, I like a soda espresso, which is, uh, yum. Sort of, um, couple soda water. espresso in tonic water. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I made that the other day in the kitchen. Oh, really? Yeah. I had a couple of, I had a couple of amarana cherries and, and the syrup and then stir that in. Yeah. Coffee soda. I like how you say it. Call it soda espresso. That's good. soda espresso. We at my local coffee shop because I was the only one ordering that. They call it a Sparkle Boy. <laughs> so they would. Uh, I had my own button, Sparkle Boy. Oh, yeah, precious. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> my son is. Uh, I have a son. He's two, he's almost two. Yeah, and he is. Uh, he has toys and books and stuff, but mm-hmm. he's his happiest when he is face down in the dirt. Perfect. He just goes outside and immediately lays in the dirt. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, right now he's sitting in a, a puddle of mud, just sitting there. That's that's while uh, listening to puddle of mud because he's exactly, you, you cannot do one without the other. He has terrible taste in music and I'm trying, but he's just <laughs> like, no dad, I love post grunge. As long as he comes in from their cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, bro. I know. That was great. I hope, that's the first, I hope that's the first and last time you'll ever hear that joke. <laughs> um, okay. So when you, but when you said, um, did you say, you said religious abuse or what'd you say spirit? What'd you say about the, the, the words that you use particularly? Spiritual abuse is, is Spiritual uh, abuse. the term I use. Um, is yeah. that personally to, uh, uh, against you or you mean like uh, just at large? Um, well, it's at large, uh, but mm-hmm. personally, yes. Um, I, I, you know, those, those cultures, uh, I was listening to your, your, your interview with the dude from the blamed, um, Brian. Today. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. He a little bit about that, but, and I was like, Oh yeah, dude. But, um, yeah, personally, not, not like a, not like it's like typical cult thing that you would read about, or that's like mm-hmm. on Netflix or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah. it, it was more of like the subtle things that, that, um, sometimes happens in that, in, um, church culture where um i think if if you're a religious leader and you you really start to buy your own press that you are like god's mouthpiece becomes very dangerous because that means what you say is what god says mm-hmm. and people you know we um, tend to be ignorant and not do our work when it comes to that you know we're not asking a lot of questions or we're not challenging things because we don't want to be ostracized or like kind of outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just further bolsters that religious leader where he can abuse that and just be like, well, hey, this is what God says. So you exactly. got to work, work, work and, and do whatever because, you know, it's not for me. I mean, I'm the one driving, you know, the Hummer, but it's not for me. It's for God. God gave me you the know? Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, which was, happened. It was funny, but it's like. No, it happens a lot. Too, it happens too many times, unfortunately. It gives it gives so much fodder to people who are not in the church to to see it, see it, and be like, "Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of leaders and church members who buy into that mentality." And I mean, me as a, in Dogwood saw it from an early age and was t- always kind of writing about that. And it, I got mm-hmm. a lot of I got in a lot of trouble, like from both sides, for doing that. You know, hey, you shouldn't say that, or hey, that's true. I believe, or you know, hey, I don't know. True. Say and, more. Uh, and even still, even still, if I say something in the new stuff, it's like, wait, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm just kind of telling people my perspective and the truth and stuff like that. You know, 
I think that honestly you're doing it the wrong the, way. I was like, well, you write a song about it then. That's the sweet spot. That's the yeah. sweet spot. I think if you're really going to do it right, you're going to get hate from both sides. I think that's what you want. Kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, necessary. I mean, yes, I, I just, I, it's not that I like ruffling feathers. It's just more like I want to open the eyes a little bit of, you know, people well, and stuff like that. The, the, punk rock spirit. Yeah. It, no, it's a, it's a punk, it's a punk rock spirit. And if you're not like, if there's something I actually care about and it's some, something like salvation, right. Which is a pretty big deal. Uh, shouldn't I want to really know like all the nuances and shouldn't mm-hmm. I want to know the, the, the truth, if it's the truth. And so if you have yeah. a discrepancy here, you think, well, this doesn't line up. You would ask a question because you care. It's not because you're the thing I'm, I would be worried about is if I didn't ask questions, yeah. like, sounds good. It's like, uh, I don't know, man, you know? And so I think people that do that, such as yourself, you're a problem. <laughs> uh, because if it's a religious institution, uh, it's built on ignorance. Um, that if it's abusive, it has to rely on the ignorance and the compliance of its people. Yeah, I, I always have to. I always have to give the caveat when I'm having this conversation with with people of any belief of any on any side of any belief is like the church did a ton of good stuff for me and my family mm-hmm. um, growing up, like you know, single single mom and like taking care of the kid, you know, the family and helping and all that kind of stuff. And it taught me how to do the same. Um, but there's a, there's a flip side of every coin kind of thing. And you know, this, so it's not all like, Oh, I'm just deconstructing for the rest of my life because blah, blah. blah. It's like, well, here's why, or, or I just want to know, like you said, like I, every time I sit on stage, here's what we believe. And here's this message, but go find, I would always say, but yeah. go find out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't listen to your, I mean, I'm not saying don't listen to your pastor. I'm saying, listen to what he's saying, but also go find out for yourself because right. we're, we're just saying kind of, honestly, the pastors, if they're writing a sermon, they're writing their own opinion and stuff like that. Even though, even if it's based on the text or whatever, it's like, it's still a person telling you something. So check it out for yourself. Men are fallible. And so you're going to, yeah, I know <laughs> I, I tried to bring it to you, but men are fallible. And so we're going to all myself included are going to get gonna it take wrong. down this Mark Driscoll poster over here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How dare you? Um, oh, we're going to yeah, get, yeah. It, we're going to yeah. get it wrong. Everyone's going to get it wrong. Do you think? <laughs> Dude, I love it. Yeah. MMA, man. Um, but <laughs> we're going to get it wrong. And I, I have always subscribed to I, so I'm a Christian. That's, that's a, I'm coming out. I'm a Christian. Um, coming out. I am. That's the most important thing to me. So I'm going to always want to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, explore that. So, but yeah, um, and it doesn't mean it's ugly. No, no, no. I mean, wait, 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 did I say that wrong? I mean, it doesn't mean it's always going to be roses. No, it's not. It's, it's not at all. And, and you know, a lot of that, a lot of my album, the new one is, is about, all of that, you know, the mm-hmm. song about I've become jaded because I've, I've, uh, I'm in this, you know, you get kind of, um, I, I work at a church. Okay. So I'm a creative director and I do worship and I do graphics and all that stuff. Uh, if I'm not careful, just like anything else, you become jaded by the system of the thing that's mm-hmm. trying to convey the message or the mm-hmm. message is the important part and the yeah. system is there, but um, but if you're not careful, you know, you're going to get sucked into that part of it and forget well, what the heck is this even about? <laughs> yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're working in the kitchen that you eat at, you know? And so, um, so if you're not careful, that, wait, that that's can, me, that's you, dude, <laughs> that's literally you. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if, 
uh, if you're constantly making ham and cheese sandwiches every day and then you're on your break, you turn around, you eat a ham and cheese sandwich. Like, I mean, there's a good chance that you might not like ham and cheese sandwiches after a while. <laughs> so, but you gotta, you have to proactive, you know, be proactive and stuff. So mm-hmm. I work at a church and I, I have not um, necessarily run from it in that aspect. Cause I know like there's no news articles on, Oh yeah. A little, uh, pastor Sam's church on the corner who helps widows look at them it's always like scandal this mm-hmm. church of 10 million is like done stupid crap right you don't exactly. care about the little churches that are doing it but so people think oh all well, oh, churches all bad it's like no no you're you're just hearing about these things because they're sensationalized you're yeah. not going to hear about you know a little tiny church on the corner that's just well we preach the word and then we you know, feed homeless people boring exactly sure <laughs> you're doing what you're supposed to do give me the good stuff <laughs> give me the good stuff so give me the good stuff i always hmm. you know take the uh, slc punk approach of you can do more damage inside the system than you can if you really care about mm-hmm. something and it's flawed and you think you just do something about it like you said write your own song dude <laughs> yeah yeah write exactly. your own song. That was, so that was always my critique against critiques of what i was doing musically or what, even if i'm singing on somebody else's record nowadays or whatever it's like they're like ah, i didn't really like it. i was like which oh how good was your EP oh we didn't do one I was like well oh, then shut up well then <laughs> shut up though <laughs> we're, at least we're making it at least I don't know it's just people are well I think people nowadays are just so easy it's so easy to say like even on the on the chef site especially on the on Instagram or whatever it's like comments could be from anybody with that's not real ceviche or <laughs> you're not you're not from Bakersfield you know right. you, you've only lived there for X amount of years you're not really from there that just people like think what they want to think still so yeah as, as soon as I realize that. And I'm just like, like, you can kind of go about your business freely. It's like, they're going to say what they want to say, no matter what. Right. You know? It doesn't matter what you say, what you do. There's always mm-hmm. going to be. This you're is not a real book. fan or you're not a real Christian or you're not a real into politics the way I am or whatever. It's like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, even Congrats. if we believe the same thing, we believe different things. We believe different things. We believe the same thing. I don't, who knows? Right. <laughs> no, I, I think we could all use um, a little more humility and the fact that listen we're all hypocrites and we're all flawed people like across the board let's just get that yeah. out of the way that mm-hmm. we're all gonna we're just you know we're just all messed up people in one way or the other so let's just let's just work off of that common ground now yeah. how do you feel about coffee <laughs> black is black you know <laughs> and I'm we'll like, go from there yeah you know these are preferences me personally i can't i shouldn't drink coffee like late in the day like mm-hmm. now right about now would be my cutoff point if i'm gonna like try oh, to sleep wow. i mean but I, some but i sometimes really need it like I, or i feel like i do because you know it's a drug i'm yeah. addicted and yeah. um so i'll have one in the afternoon and then you know i pay for it by staying up a little too late or not sleeping as well if i do sleep but it's yeah. it's a tool right but i do you know i make something delicious out of it or i'll cook with it or whatever so i have fun with it no, it's not always, it's not merely pragmatic, but, um, I like the, I like the going and getting coffee, whatever that is, like the, that's the part of the ritual aspects. for sure. I like that. Yeah. That's Let's part of it. Coffee. I just like that. Well, meeting somebody, you know, if you're, if you're, if you have a place that's like the community, like, you know, mm-hmm. my friends open a coffee shop and they're from the punk rock scene, there's going to be a lot of punk rock people there. Or if they're from the church scene, there's gonna be a lot of church people there. If they're from, you know, whatever straight edge or anything like that, it's like those, those people kind of flock to those coffee shops. Yep. So depending on who I'm meeting or entertaining or whatever, we'll go to the different ones. Um, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, honestly, it's like showing music to people online or whatever it's like 
oh, you, you, we used to like this music together, check out this band, whatever. But I wouldn't show like, I wouldn't show like Converge necessarily to somebody who I'm trying to show, you know, just try to get into hardcore music. You know, I would start something like maybe Turnstile or something and then go into <laughs> progress into Converge and Zayo, you know. There you go. Um, or no, like yeah, a, that's that's funny. There's like different coffee shops for different levels of. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you take someone to Starbucks when you first meet them and, uh, uh, and then you're, you know, like, whoa, you know, if you really like coffee, let's go to anywhere else but here, bro. I'll yeah this other place or whatever but are you um and, and your food life are you do you are you omnivore are you vegetarian vegan anything uh i don't know what i think i just really i mean i, I eat meat for sure mm-hmm. um i so we got a barbecue for the first time ever yeah um because we've never this is our first house um, oh, okay so we did an apartment living loft living and that's not really conducive to having a, a grill oh uh, like a lot of smoke yeah yeah so <laughs> Um, so I have been grilling probably out of the last three months. I've only, there's only probably been like three days where I didn't grill dinner. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Because it's just, you know, you could do anything, man. Like you literally can't you yeah. want, you want meat, grill it, vegetables, grill it, fruit, grill it, cereal, <laughs> grill that heat up your coffee on there, whatever, like grill it. So, yeah. um, I do a lot of, uh, tri tips and marinade mm-hmm. chicken stuff. Um, I really like to grill. So I'll put like all the food groups on there. So I'll do like a vegetable portion. So like zucchinis and bell peppers, mm-hmm. just like salt, pepper, and yeah. um, oil. And then I'll do, um, cut up apples with cinnamon and grill those. Yeah. Nice. And then I'll do, um, the meats, whatever that is. Uh, and then we'll do like a lote corn stuff. Oh yeah. Grill some of that. So, I mean, and you just lay it out on a wood. I mean, it's like. Dude, all the colors and the whole spectrum of food. It's just, I don't know, man, being a dad and grilling. I just, I got my new balances on and you, you click in the tongs, <laughs> bro, bro, click, bro. click, what click, click what, boom. What a question. Are you, yeah. Are you, is anyone in your family of Mexican descent or anything like that? Uh, Native American. Native American. Yeah. Native American. My dad, uh, native. And then my mom, um, German and Spanish. So. The only reason I ask is because you you know you're cooking tri-tip and elotes together, and then you know your canela on the apples and stuff like that. It's like, um, yeah, it's very that's very California, especially Central Valley. Yeah, it's a California thing. I mean, I grew up in Stockton, so um, a lot of cows. Super diverse, dude. Like my my first friend that lived four houses down didn't speak English, mm-hmm. and we played through my yeah. whole childhood together. Uh, my mom and I remember my mom told me the story. She's like, his name's Alex. Like, how do you and Alex? play you know because he doesn't speak english mm-hmm. his family was from mexico i was like mom you don't need to talk to play so <laughs> when we would play gi joe's i would tell him like i would just show him like these are your guys and that's your base and these are my guys and then we fight okay? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like yeah yeah i got it easy and, and so you know i i grew up um just that was just normal stuff so uh, i don't know if that worked its way into my food i never thought about it before but um yeah it sounds like it did it sounds like you got a little bit of in, just influence from by proximity um, yeah. which is good because those are that's a good way to that's a good way to do it you know diversify even if you're making something like ramen you could still add your own flair to it or you know anything like yeah. anything you could put your own spin on it even if you figure out your indigenous people's culture food or whatever you know from your families oh, yeah. or anything like that there, there's gotta be some you know yeah we we didn't do my mom did a lot of um so she did like some some super straight up german like stroganoff and she did like uh 
kraut, which I couldn't, I couldn't do. <laughs> Our kraut, I'm not into that. Um, but she also cooked a lot of uh, Mexican food, which is funny. So enchiladas nice. and things was like her specialty. Um, yeah. They were a little more whitewashed than, you know, uh, but loved it. And but delicious. She was, oh, dude, so good. good. So, you know, um, but my wife is, is white, you know, she's German. She's super white, but she loves uh, Mexican food. She's always putting a low taste and, and um, she gets those. What do you call it? There's a, um, I'm going to blank on it, but there's a certain, we have a, t- we have a giant thing of it. Like tahine? Yes, dude. She yeah. puts that on. I mean, dude. I have to tell her to slow down because she's like, oh, my stomach hurts. I'm like, because you just ate a bottle of tahini. Yeah. They don't yeah. put tahini in your coffee, wife. <laughs> um, or actually, that would be kind of good sometimes. But um, yeah, what's the, what's the future holding for your records and like all your, you know, your music career and or the band or whatever? What are you going to do? Just, or, yeah. Keep um, collecting toys and collecting take them on the road. <laughs> keep keeping them away from my two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch it. Um, <laughs> That's daddy's no, toy. <laughs> Yeah, I know this is confusing. Uh, no, I uh, still make so the album's out for a little while. I'm playing shows. Um, Talked to Mike about doing some shows and mm-hmm. doing some, maybe doing a run, uh, California run, but yep. just kind of taking it as it comes and getting out and play live. It's it's hard because I on the album I tracked everything except drums. That was Ethan uh, Ethan Luck tracked yeah. those. In the show. Nice. So all the bass and guitars and stuff, you know. So uh, but I have. Uh, a, some friends here that are r- just really good musicians. So when we have a show, we get together, rehearse a little bit, and then go play the show. And um, cool. so yeah, so so I've been able to put a band together just from my friends, which is rad. Nice. Um, and so uh, working on a new album. I'm just sort of always working on a new album. So I'm, I I just try to stay in that that muscle of of writing, writing, yeah. writing, writing. Yeah. Every day I'll sit down and write something, even if it's terrible. I'll try to finish it. Um, I'm like, eh, it's not good, but I got to finish it. And then just to get in the habit of that, you know, Oh, oh of finishing songs, finishing songs. Yeah. Just staying yeah. sharp with, with writing songs and lyrics. And so I'm always sort of doing that. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so um, what, what song from your new record would you like recommend for me to like put on this show or to show people like, you know, this guy does this. Oh boy. Um, it's not a favorite favorite. It's more like kind of I a, culmination of you i don't know nostalgia is a pretty palatable song um (laughs) punk rock it's lighthearted Mm -hmm. a little bit of okay a little bit of sadness injected in there but it's not incredibly uh, it's not going to ruffle too many feathers so that might be a good (laughs) how many feathers can we ruffle in one episode there's a few feathers (laughs) that will be ruffled but it's i I try to do it in in a balanced way of um like perspective like let me ask you this yeah what ruffles your feathers? Uh, what ruffles my feathers? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I, I think for the most part, it's just, uh, I just kind of disingenuous. When someone's disingenuous about something, um, mm. you know, I, I have a song on the album, Life in Dissonance, which is basically, you know, I seeing like my heroes of uh, rock and roll heroes growing up basically turn into corporate shills. <laughs> because like that's the cool thing to do now it's like yeah. whoa, whoa 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 we got to do what the government says guys I'm like excuse me weren't you just rocking in the free world like two seconds ago and <laughs> now now we're like no 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 we need to like stop letting people talk we need to silence opinions it's like you know that just shows that you, you you've lost the ability to reason 
and have a conversation because you're basically just saying, no, 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 and name calling. But while, you know, a few decades ago, you were leading the charge of free speech, rock and roll, the government sucks. And so that stuff is super annoying to me because it's so blatantly like, you're just trying to get your paycheck from Amazon. <laughs> Screw you for that. <laughs> that sounds like mine too. Like mine is very, very close to it. It's like similar because I'm like people boycotting certain things or mm-hmm. being against certain things because like but you're so you're against big government or big business but you're using but you have an amazon account you have an iphone you're tweeting from your iphone about how you're, tweeting, you're using twitter on your iphone posting to facebook yeah uh and uh also they're like oh child exploitation child labor is like which was made in china um you know we're using you know i mean so there's just like where where can you stop the line boycott? you can pick one thing to boycott but you can't right. boycott everything you do have to live by yourself in a cave to listen we're gonna just be you know. consistent like you know i'm when you make a hard stance like that that's fine but don't demonize someone else because they don't take your same stance exactly and that's what we've done it's like wait i noticed that you didn't put a black square in your instagram do you hate black people uh, <laughs> no i just don't really use, yeah i really don't use instagram for that well this guy hates black people like wait what yeah. wait what what's going on and that's what we do because it's like this weird roundabout way of like get or earning our salvation by putting someone else in hell well but this person with, that, with, the, with the, the black square is just an, an example it was like if if that was really your thing right you would that would have been your last post ever you would have just left the black you square yeah. and you would have just left instagram that would have been it you, like that you, then you're really taking a stand against or for what you're saying right i mean for the person who's posting it's like i get it i get what you're saying but if you continue to post right after that about your brunch or whatever it's like right I, I just don't take, <laughs> I just can't, I don't take people seriously like that. Like, I think that the people that are doing stuff are just doing it. They're not talking. Sometimes. About it. I think sometimes, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like you said, disingenuous, like it's not, they're, they're trying to be supportive and whatever, but it's like, yeah. You know, how many, how many, um, yeah, I don't know. We, I can go on and on for hours about that because yeah. I love, <laughs> I love the, the feather, feather ruffling kind of thing, but yeah um just just because it makes a good conversation or whatever yeah i'm, I'm good they take your stands and stuff it's just don't um expect everyone to care about your yeah exactly just um, let, care about that's your kind of what i learned from it. the band that's kind of what i learned from touring and the band is like i know that we're saying something that is you know ruffling feathers and stuff and i'm but i'm trying to be i'm trying to be a good person and be nice about it and you know for the good or bad or whatever but um you know if you don't if you don't like it or believe it that's okay too you know um yeah, totally i'm not gonna oh. like i'm not gonna like hate you for that it's, <laughs> and you shouldn't hate me for what i'm saying you know exactly. it, it doesn't change what a person you are it's more like that's not your thing and that's fine i'll you know this maybe it'll touch somebody else and life know? is life is long i mean talk to me on a tuesday i may feel differently about something <laughs> on friday like that's, you know, my, like AD, we, that's my adhd talking <laughs> we judge people based off of like this because of social media that's like encapsulate this moment of weakness or whatever it was outrage on a on a post and then how post. dare you <laughs> and say like that's who they are right like yeah yeah you said this though on twitter it's like yeah i said a lot of stuff dude i just think we need to have more grace that's the really the bottom line it's like it's grace yeah yeah you gotta have grace like if you want grace you gotta freaking give it um, Ooh, boom that's a good that's the good tagline that for this on one. your socialist iPhone. You want grace you gotta freaking give it socialist <laughs> iphone socialist iphone is my twitter handle you just um, need to give me <laughs> yeah man um so are you on twitter and stuff 
dude i am i am on twitter i am on twitter I'm okay tweeting up i am twitter <laughs> okay um, um i am but it's it's i don't really do uh, twitter i can't get on there too long because i'm like well, let's see what people are saying and then five minutes like, later yeah i'm like we are lo- we're done as a society it's over we- oh if you're on twitter you yeah you definitely you could definitely do that. you know like it's not as fun as instagram or like you know it's, it's like i mean not fun but it's not it's it, it can it's a it's a black hole of despair so oh, like, bro. yeah on so. any anything you look at so i just kind of use it to see what my what people i know are tweeting about or whatever but anyways that's a, a whole nother conversation uh we're here to, yeah. to we're here to nate perish it up um but yeah um if you could if you've learned one thing over the course of your careers in you know you know whatever it is that you know about you know deconstruction and reconstruction in the church or music or mm-hmm. whatever why don't you share something that you learned with with me? Well, um, so as a, I'm a creator, creative person, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, um, I internalize a lot of stuff, and it comes out in artwork and music and, and things like that. It's how I process things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a, a big Zack Snyder fan. I I love Justice League and mm-hmm. his treatment of Man of Steel. Yeah. I love that. And I went and saw him at a screening and, uh, it's too bad. DC films sucks so bad. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I love, I, whatever he does, I'm a fan of, but yeah, Zach Snyder is cool. I, um, so as a creator, I just love that the risks that he took. Yeah. Uh, and I went to a screening when he was talking about BBS and, you know, people didn't like this or that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? I was at, I, I creating art. Um, I'm doing it for me. Okay. So that's how, that's what I'm doing. I wanted to see, Superman punched people because he never did that in movies. So that's what I did. <laughs> uh, I want to see him fight Batman. We did that. You know, and he just, if I'm going to create something, I'm going to do what I want. And mm-hmm. I thought that was such a like light bulb moment. I was like, wait, so do what you want when I'm creating, yeah, doing something like it needs to be something like I listen to my own music. I like it. And then that's, that's like sort of what you shouldn't that's the way it like, should be. Yeah. Though. But I'm like, no, no, no. Like I make the music I want to listen to. So I want to, and I, that's what I do. So I'll listen to it. Like, oh man, that was cool. And it's weird because like I did that. So it's sort of like this this weird, like I'm full of myself thing. But I'm like, no, no, like if I don't create for myself first, then it's just it's not gonna matter because it's just for someone else. I'm 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 not doing disingenuous. it. Disingenuous. It's disingenuous, which I don't like. Exactly. For better or worse, you can like it or hate it. But what's your Enneagram type? <laughs> dude I, that's another thing i really hate that so much we're, when i was growing up it was like dude no labels bro we're not about labels are you guys dating no we're not trying to label it and now it's oh, like yeah. here's my six labels <laughs> yeah. and you better learn them because uh, you can't interact with me if you don't know every you know nuance about me uh you have to i have to put it all out there for you just yeah. put in a song so back to your question let me give you all my uh, i'm an enfj with a j uh i'm a a j wing what is it the wings are i don't know i can't i have no idea i'm just joking i know what you're talking about though i'm ENFJ. i actively avoid those things people (laughs) don't i don't i don't know yeah but if you did premarital counseling you know your body i did but i ignored it and i just (laughs) pretended so So here we are (laughs) so yeah so anyway so what i would say the thing i've learned is just do the thing that matters to you um and there's if you're like if you find yourself annoyed or you find yourself like this is missing in society, that's probably because that you're supposed to contribute that. Ooh, it's missing because of you. Because of you. So this is the stuff that when I was like, man, I want to write music. I, this is what I want to do with music, but I want to say these things this way and, and do it without any filters because mm-hmm. I don't feel like, especially in the Christian scene, there was a ton of, there's, there is, but 
I wasn't hearing it. And then for me, I had not been able to express that as of yet. I've been in other bands and doing other people's music. Hmm. And so I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it was a, it was a very scary yet freeing thing where I just wrote a song and said what I w- wanted to say and then just left it. Yeah. No critique, no producer, no anything. Vulnerable. Yeah. So Gutsy. Sure. Genuine. <laughs> Genuine. Genuine. <laughs> and so, so have you written, does that mean you've written music before this that you were not, you didn't like all the songs or you didn't like all the music? No, I mean, I think some of the bands I was in, um, I was just a, a writer or contributor. Um, and a lot of it was in that vein of, of worship or whatever it was. And there, there are parameters to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are just is, you know, there's, there, there's good, there's parameters. So, um, I realized I had not since that first band, you know, imploded, yeah. I had not really just said, I want to talk about this without having that brain of like, well, you know, you're on a Christian label. I don't know if you should say that, or, Hey, you're, you work at a church and people are going to, I was just like, no, nah, I don't, that's, I don't care about that. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> and it sounds like a duh thing to do, but I mean, if you've been in this for so long, it's easy to realize that oh, I'm not, I haven't really created for the, sake of creating yeah it's always been within someone else's project or with purpose them. yeah so i think that's it's important for people to to be able to do if you're whether you're, you know you're, whatever you're doing in life like just make it just make it genuine and be honest and that's the only way you can really grow or hear other perspectives or i feel you yeah definitely um no, that's good i think i want to I think I want to land the plane on that one because yeah. it's going to give me some food for thought. Literal food. Oh, what are you going <laughs> to pair the food with? <laughs> uh, the food uh, <laughs> this week is um, I just I'm going to I'm going to make some I'm making some curry today. I'm making some green spicy oh. green curry, curry. and I'm going to make I'm going to keep it all vegan because um, my son's actually gluten free, dairy free and garlic free. Um, garlic free. I have never yeah. heard that one yet. It's oh, more wow. like a garlic. It's not necessarily an allergy, but it's a uh, it's one of the. I forget what they call it, but um, it, it's it's irritational to his gotcha. system. So, um, so I have to cook. I have to cook um, carefully, gotcha. which is cool that I'm in the cooking world and I know how to change things around. So, so that's a, a blessing in disguise that he has those things. So I'm able to still make a bunch of food. But anyways, yeah, curry, and then I'll I'll probably be listening to the new Be Well album because um, that's been one of my favorites right now. And uh, cool. yeah, and I'll have to go through the Nate Parish catalog of everything. Yeah. To- Go through the catalog. Love to hear your thoughts. I the, the I, catalog. I, uh, I would love to uh, get you on a song one time. Right, let's do it. And yeah, I think it'd be super fun. Okay. Um, I got some. Uh, I still have some words to to add and stuff like that, or whatever. I'll just if you write the words, I'll just I'll just say that. No, you know what? I probably do. I, I did a um. So David Button from the Showdown is on one of my songs. Oh, cool. Yeah. For me, it was just like a dream come true because I just love them so much. Uh huh. Yeah, we've become kind of friends now, which is really cool. But um. I, I did write those words for him, but um, we're going to collab on some more stuff. I think it's really cool to give the vocalist uh, space to, you know, maybe help you out with like, here's how the melody goes, but like, sure. Yeah. I like you, doing that. You, you know, because then that way it's your, it's you. Either way. I'm down for both. I, I'm down for whatever. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to do that. would be super fun. And I'm, you know, uh, it's cool to talk to you. We've never met. I mean, our, our paths have crossed. I'm sure. I'm some, sure we've been in the same room, same concerts yeah. or something like that, but. <laughs> But uh, it's cool to, to officially meet you, and uh, you know, Dogwood has been a part of my musical journey since 2000. So that's rad. Yeah, I appreciate man. that. Um, well, here we are, just yeah. a couple of Zoomers. 
<laughs> Dutch bros. Um, but anyways, I don't need, I should stop shouting out Dutch bros because I don't really know anything about them, but I don't know. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. You're never going to go giant hormus, I can tell you that. That much. is a big, you're going to uh, call me Dude, from the bathroom in a minute. I'm blast um, off. Whoa, literally. Okay. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nate Parrish on the family cast. <laughs> Thank Nate, you for what listening you, to Are you going to eat food today? Are you going to have any food? Yeah. Uh, I am going to do, Ooh, lunch is usually not a grill thing because I, it's just something quick. Mm -hmm. I straight up bacon and eggs guy. I love it. Any meal I could do it. Yeah. So that's probably what's going to happen. Okay. Well, cheers to that. And we'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go listen to some music. All right, bro. Give my best to the fam. We'll do man. Take care. Take care. Later. Later. And there you have it. There you have it, folks. What a conversation. What a guy. Nate Parrish, a family man through and through, doing good things in his community, trying to support the local coffee shops. But, you know, when they run out of stuff at your local place, you got to make do with a a plan B. So uh, not too much shout out to those corporate chains of coffee. But, you know, it happens sometimes. I mean, maybe one time I've been like, well, if they don't have it, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. I'm just going to not have this drink or whatever. So it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that when you need your coffee. Man, I sound like an addict. Anyways, yeah, that was Nate Parrish. Go get his records. He has he has a lot of solo stuff on all the streaming platforms. Uh, my man, Ethan Luck, f- f- former guest of this show. He's been in a lot of bands. He's uh, currently on tour, I think, with... Uh, he's, he's, he goes on tour with everybody. He's a hired musician out in Nashville. If you don't know who Ethan Luck is, look him up on ethanluck.com uh, he played drums on nate's albums so that's really cool shout out to you ethan that's awesome and um yeah i kind of i dig nate's music it's it's fun it's fun punk rock like he said his fa- when he told you who his favorite bands are i can hear some of that in the music that's pretty awesome and he got to do a, a workshop with trevor keith amazing that's cool i would love to do that myself but i probably won't who knows i shouldn't say that anyways i'm chef josh this has been a lot of fun um go to grumpychefshop.com if you need some knives or kitchen stuff uh shop around use code famcast when you check out if you buy stuff because you save 15 percent on your purchases no matter what even if it's one knife or the bundle um i personally have the set of the green handle the emerald handle uh, if you need to a trial run i'll let you borrow mine i don't care i'm like that i'll let you borrow my knife um yeah I, it's it's been a really good knife for me so far so shout out to you grumpy chef thank you so much that's been awesome you guys buy the buy the knives trust me um what else should i tell you uh be well is on tour right now I, I was talking to aaron they're in albany new york as of this recording and so they're they're killing it with their new record on revelation records be sure to pick that up be well's new record on revelation records shout out to aaron essex coffee roasters you can use code famcast on that website as well get some get some uh, uh coffee tea whatever you know you know the drill i always say it anyways all these links are in the show notes so just be sure to check that out i, I don't want to talk anymore i'm done talking i gotta work on that bad religion process of belief 20th anniversary episode and it's gonna be cool so that's gonna be probably be the next release and then we'll see what happens after that i am gonna go maybe i don't know maybe catch up on some i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i was gonna say stranger things but i'm kind of over it don't fight me Anyways, Chef Josh, I'm out of here. I am going to play one of Nate's songs at the end. So, like I said at the beginning of the show, be kind to one another, please. Everyone's just ugh, making me so irritated with how mean they are about everything. But, you know, I got much to celebrate. I, I got to say, shout out to my daughter, Eden. She just finished high school. That's amazing. I remember when I did that, I barely did it. But shout out to everyone who helped me. I know it takes a lot of people to do that. I even hugged her 
her, her principal who helped helped us out with some class stuff. So I'm like, dude, that was amazing. I uh, got a little emotional and stuff. So, but proud of you, Eden. Shout out to you for doing that. Big, big props. That's a, you got the whole world ahead of you now. So, Eden graduated high school. Rhythm's next. Rhythm is uh, senior next year. So, shout out to my kids. Anyways, um, yeah, I was gonna play a song. It's called God Knows. It's featuring David Bunton, the singer of The Showdown. Check them out. Badass band. He's on this record or this song. It's called God Knows. It's by Nate Parrish, the guest of the show today. Enjoy. Ciao, ciao.
What's up, fam? This is Rhythm, and you're listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes?